This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hey, Jonathan. Hi, Ophira. Hi. So uh, this is it. I'm working out at home. I'm trying to oh. make it happen. Oh, this is it. This, this is it. it. Now you're now you're serious. Here we go. So I have to wait till my son goes to bed because there's there's no extra rooms. Right. You don't want to work out in front of anybody. Yeah. So it doesn't dep- it doesn't matter what time is my optimum workout time. It mm. will be 9 p.m. Ugh. All right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, already, it's not looking good. <laughs> Usually in my jammies by then. But you know, I guess. Like the workout video I chose, of course, is going to have some stuff where you are doing abs on the floor. And I, it's already impossible because as soon as I'm on the floor, I'm able to look at my floor. (laughs) Yeah. If it's anything like mine, it has crumbs. And pro- maybe some pet hair or just like dust bunnies. Hair, and- crumbs, yeah. like a pee that somehow made it across the length of the apartment from May. I don't uh-huh. know. Right. I can't yeah. stand it. So yeah. that I press pause and I get out the dust buster or the broom. And so I'm doing that. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> Back to the workout. Yeah, right. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so uh, I've done this. I've done it three times now, and I can't. I can't get over the cleaning. So I'm wondering if there is. Should I just brand a cleaning workout? Is this my? Is this my next <laughs> I million mean, dollar opportunity? Listen, to if put you something are, out there. If you if you are on your hands and knees <laughs> cleaning a cleaning a the floor of a Brooklyn apartment. That's actually pretty solid core work. Yeah, maybe I need to bl- brand the uh, I don't know, cleaning core or uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. sweepened uh, strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my patented physical program. You are guaranteed to have very strong arms and extremely clean toilets. Oh, that would be great if everything started off with like, "Hey, everybody, are you ready for your workout?" Okay. Today, we're going to do the ceiling fan. You're like, what? <laughs> then I could brand all my things. It's like, if you would like to make this easier, you should buy our... Right, uh... my weighted ceiling fan cleaner. <laughs> exactly. Which is like a 15-foot pole. <laughs> That's right. That you... It's a very heavy. Right, so that you would put it over your shoulders and do some squats and then put it upright and do a little clean. This is clean. brilliant. I yes, am this is a great wait idea. a second. A great idea. Just extra extra heavy cleaning supplies. Like these. I have on you these are thirty pound headphones that I have. <laughs> Noticing you're holding your head a little funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a lot. I'm getting a shoulder and neck workout. Well, yeah, good news for you now that you're wearing those weighted headphones, you're about to get a serious workout because we're about to do a show. We have a great show today from The Closer and the new sitcom Call Your Mother. Our special guest is actor Kira Sedgwick. And what will we talk to her about? You guessed it. Goats. Also joining us, comedians and actors Sunitha Mani and John Reynolds. They'll answer questions about internet trends from the last 15 years. It's a game that will make our Gen Z listeners go, huh? 
But before that, we'll find out if our first two guests know their cheesy Hallmark movies, which I know is redundant. Let's do it. Our first two guests are writers for Late Night with Seth Meyers, and you may know them from other places. Ben Warheit played an awful Wall Street guy in the Joaquin Phoenix movie Joker. Jeff Wright is known for making hilarious online video sketches where he plays all the characters. Ben, Jeff, hello. What it do? Uh, Jeff, you make all these amazing videos on TikTok and Instagram. I, I don't know how many you've made over the years. I don't know if you keep track. It... It, I've, made, I've made a lot of videos and a lot of bad videos, but <laughs> only post the good stuff. Only post the good stuff. Oh, really? There's, there is a, uh, a pile? A pile of all of the Oh, ones? yeah. Oh, wow. I think, I think that's the real talent. I think knowing what not to post is the talent. Or, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> Uh, ben, am I right in saying that you know way before you entered, obviously the writing for late night, and you were you were creating uh, tons of content still in videos that you were in school. You're majored in neuroscience. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I, I, I did like doing the the research, and and um, but I found research to be really slow, mm. um, ultimately. <laughs> Being in the lab, and you're like asking one very, very specific question that takes several years to get a possible answer. Uh, yeah. In addition to having a background in science, you also act, including one of my favorite films because I found it so chilling, Joker. You were, you were, yeah. And you said that yeah. was your favorite experience. Why was it your favorite? I felt like working on that, I was just learning a lot very, very quickly. Like, for instance, I wasn't supposed to be doing the stunt where I got killed. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was supposed to be a stunt double who got shot and falls and, like, is falling on the concrete and crawling and blah, blah, blah. Because that's technically a stunt. The stunt double shows up to set and he's wearing a different suit than I am. And um, I think technically, like, you know, they didn't know how they would do. Maybe they would have to delay a, d a day or something like that. Um, and that's huge like, amounts of money and inconvenience. Like, you're ruining Yeah, everything. the suits were, it was like a custom suit. So, like, it wasn't like they could just, like, I don't Go know, put them in a different one. Men's warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, I can do this. Like, I can fall and, you know, do the stunt. And I was a child gymnast. Like, I know how to do that stuff. Like, I was Another a, thing you can do? Another <laughs> yeah. thing? Okay. Oh, I can, yeah, I can still. Ben can actually, do a backflip. I, I just tested this really? the other day. I can still do it, yeah. Okay. Um, then we just try doing it. And I'm running away <laughs> from Joaquin, and he's firing a gun at me. And I'm, like, they decided, like, on the day of the set, they're like, maybe you've already been shot in the, like, butt once. And what does that look like? And I was like, I haven't, like, prepped running with a bullet in my butt but let's try let's try it and then after after Joaquin comes and like empties the gun into the back of me and runs up the stairs and it's dead quiet there would be they'd yell cut and then I'd get up and then the th me and Todd and Joaquin would go watch playback and be like well how did that look did that look right I don't think that's how you'd run if you had a bullet and you're like no I do that's that's exactly how it is and, I, and I, I'm like and I was just felt like I was like learning so lightning fast ultimately at the end of it I felt like 
it really paid off. And like after I rapped, Joaquin pulled me aside and said some really nice things to me. That was very encouraging. Oh, that's Aww. great. Awesome. He said, hey man, I like the way you die. Like the way yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he was like, I would like to I'd like to offer you ten thousand dollars to shoot you for real sometime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a couple great games for you. Are you ready uh, Ready to dive into some games? Yes. 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 Excellent. So this first game is called Real or Fake Hallmark Original Movie. Mm. We'll describe the plot of a made-for-TV Hallmark original movie, and you just tell us if it's a real movie that actually exists or a fake one that we just made up. All right, Jeff, Chasing yes. Leprechauns. When an American company wants to build a smelting plant outside a small Irish village, troubleshooter Michael Garrett is dispatched to help. He soon learns the land is protected to ensure the safety of the leprechauns who are believed to live there. Enter Sarah Cavanaugh, a local pixie expert who teaches him about the mystical traditions of Ireland and also about love. I've I seen that on Disney Channel. That's a real movie. <laughs> I've seen You've seen, seen it, that. yeah. I've yeah, that's, that's a real is, one. Is that true? That's You've a... actually seen that movie? I don't know if I've seen that movie, but I've seen two movies that have that same <laughs> plot, and I'm Wait like, a that's enough. <laughs> it point is, guys, I got it right. That's you got it point. right. You okay. got it right. I got <laughs> it right. All right, Ben, here is your, here is your chance. It's All called right. All In. Having trouble paying her college tuition, Beth Nolans gets a part-time job at the casino and befriends dealer Maureen, who works there to pay off her no-good ex-husband Earl's debts. Maureen teaches Beth poker, and when Beth enters the world of competitive poker playing, she finds herself at the state championships up against none other than Earl, and the stakes are all in. It sounds good to me. <laughs> like, I, I, it sounds, honestly, it sounds airtight. Like, but, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, maybe I'm playing too airtight. Maybe I'm playing with the odds here a little bit. Like maybe, maybe I think in Hallmark movies, they're not going to like take the time to explain the nuances of poker. I love this. I think it's going to be a fake. Ben, you are absolutely correct. And yes. I, I, I applaud your scientific mind. Mm. <laughs> yep. You know? yeah. And, and it was like missing a fairy tale love ending. Oh, right. There's no magic. There's no magic in there. (laughs) All right, Jeff, the cabin. Two single parent families, one with a mom and one with a dad, and both with the same last name, McDougal, attend a festival in Scotland called MacFest for people who have the last names starting with Mac. The two families are accidentally assigned to the same cabin, and the mom and the dad can't stand each other. Until dot dot dot. I don't know. I don't know who remixed the story <laughs> Parent Trap, but uh, mm. <laughs> but uh, I'm. I want to say that's real. And if it's not, yep, it's real. It is real. It's totally Boom. real. All right, Ben. Here's the last one. It's for you. Sense, sensibility, and snowmen. After inheriting the family party planning business, Ella tries to prove herself to her sensible sister by taking on a new client less than two weeks before Christmas. The uptight, all-business Mr. Edward Ferris challenges her every step of the way until her charm not only wins him over, but also captures his heart. Fake show. 
I'm sorry, it's real. That's it a, is real a real movie. show. <laughs> that's a real. That's a. That's real. I think Jeff's like real. obviously that's real. Oh, don't then, say like you look, know. You didn't. You no, didn't know. but look, but look how <laughs> look how it's it's Hallmark. The ending. Sense, sensibility they, and snowman is the I worst know. title well, of I, anything I, ever. <laughs> Sense, sensibility, and snowman. What were they, were they thinking? Like, hey, it's alliteration. That's good enough. <laughs> Probably that is exactly what they're thinking. More with late night writers Ben Warhite and Jeff Wright after the break, and later Kira Sedgwick talks about goats. I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200. This message comes from NPR sponsor Carvana. With thousands of options under $20,000, plus customizable financing terms and down payments as low as $0 down, it's easy to find a car that fits your lifestyle. Visit Carvana.com or download the app today. Terms and conditions may apply. Is it possible to engineer our way out of the climate crisis? Some entrepreneurs want to shoot particles into the stratosphere to combat global warming. Experts say regulations on this technology aren't keeping up. The world of solar geoengineering on the latest episode of The Sunday Story from NPR's Up First podcast. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and actually there are no word games in this episode. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here is your host, Ophira Eisenberg. (laughs) Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with writers from Late Night with Seth Meyers, Jeff Wright, and Ben Warhite. Are you ready for another one? Yes. Excellent. Okay, so you're in luck, because guess what? Jonathan Colton is going to sing you the clues in this game that involves two beloved things, money Mm. and the musical Hamilton. Mm. Okay. So in Mm -hmm. Hamilton's opening number, Aaron Burr refers to Hamilton as the $10 founding father, because his face appears on the $10 bill. Of course, Aaron Burr wouldn't have known that at the time, since Hamilton wasn't put on the $10 bill until about 100 years later. I just kneeled to grass Tyson Hamilton. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, we, we rewrote the lyrics to songs from Hamilton to make them about things you might find depicted on other American currency. So animals and objects, there are no people mentioned in this game. You only need to tell me the thing that I'm singing about, that is on some piece of American currency, or the title of the Hamilton song that I have ruined. And this is for you, Ben. I make a dish of every fish I slay. I'm the bird of prey of the USA. I may be bald, but I'm perky. It could be worse after all, I'm not a turkey. That is about an eagle. It is, yes, that is correct. Uh, Do you know the Hamilton song? <laughs> The room where it happened. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well got done. Got it. Got it. I got it. There's more of them. Did you know that? There's just more eagles. What, what do you mean? In, in the world? Uh, well, yeah, they're no longer on the endangered uh, species list. 
Really? Well, that's good. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, still not allowed to eat them, Ben. Still not allowed to eat them. <laughs> actually, actually, I don't know. Can you? I, that would be problematic to eat. I, do, I mean, uh, eagle. I, even if you're allowed to eat one, <laughs> not I, good. You probably shouldn't do it. And if you do it, don't mention it on Twitter because you're. But if it. you hit, if you hit one with your car, I mean, you don't want it to go to waste, right? That's and it's not your fault too, because an eagle should be yeah. way up there. So the fact, right, that, right, that's right. 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 Yeah, in some ways, it's the eagle's fault. fault. (laughs) Not your fault. It's not your fault. All right, Jeff, here's one for you. Okay. Fair Egyptian history, but a mystery. Answer this for me. Tell me, did the aliens build these ancient tombs with the strange three-sided treasure rooms? Are we talking about pyramids? We are talking about pyramids. That is correct. Found on the $1 bill. And did now. you recognize the song from Hamilton? I did. I did not. That was uh, that was the Schuyler sisters, of course. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so here's one for you, Ben. Mm-hmm. Illuminate the darkness. Hold a stick high, put some fire on it in the darkness. If it won't burn, put some sterno on it. The song is helpless. That is correct. And. The, the the imagery uh-huh, is uh-huh. a torch. A torch, that yeah. is correct, found on the $10 yeah. bill and the dime. And, of course, the yes. Statue of Liberty, which cannot be used as currency. It cannot be used in currency. <laughs> even I, though I mean, it's what's made was? Of, uh, green stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's made of <laughs> copper. That's right. It's probably worth something if you scrapped it. Are you allowed to sell the Statue of Liberty for scrap metal and eat a bald eagle? I'm just asking. <laughs> asking just for like... Ben. Asking for Ben. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I found out by watching a YouTube video yesterday is that there it was a video about the YouTube, like the up house that they lift with balloons, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. If that house was real, it would weigh more than the Statue of Liberty. They were saying. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. So the balloon thing doesn't pan out. Yeah. No, but then in that instance, we can balloon the Statue of Liberty then. True. Right. Yeah, with enough, with enough balloons. Or enough yeah. eagles on strings. What if, we, what if we trap a bunch of bald eagles <laughs> and the ones that we don't eat, we use to steal the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> the heist is back on. <laughs> so we can get it to its buyer for the scrap copper. It's going to be totally worth it. (laughs) All right, Jeff, this is the last clue. It's for you. Okay. Endless fight, eternal brawl, and who started it I can't recall. When our battle must cease, I will send this bit of leafy tree to be a symbol of our peace. Olive Branch. Yes, Olive Branch is correct. You got it. Uh, Jeff, do you know the name of the song? If it's not You'll Be Back, I'm going to be so mad. It is You'll Be Back. You are correct. Wow, wow, that's great, Jeff. Good job. That's right. Uh, Well done, Jeff Wright and Ben Warheit, right for Late Night with Seth Meyers. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. I appreciate it. Shout out to Jonathan with the awesome acoustics <laughs> and shout out to Afira for the dope questions, the setups, and the awesome jokes and entertainment. Aww, <laughs> you yeah. just choreographed this whole thing, Afira, and I just want to say 
I appreciate you. Ah, thanks, Jeff. And shout out to Ben for being the best friend that I didn't know I needed. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a Hallmark movie in here. Love it. Uh, nobody gonna shout me out? It's cool. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, you did a good job too, Jeff. Yeah, you were great. great. No, nah, it's not genuine anymore. It wasn't <laughs> <laughs>
Sunita, mm-hmm. in 2017, Professor Robert Kelly was way ahead of the curve when it came to doing a live TV interview from home and getting interrupted by his children. Let's hear the clip. Uh, and what will it mean for, uh, for the wider region? I think one of your children has just walked in. I mean, shift, shifting, shifting sands in the region, do you think relations with the North may change? Um, I would be surprised if they do. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> okay. That was pre-pandemic? That just is what is happening nope. to everyone now, right? Yeah, that was exactly. <laughs> that was 2017. And Kelly became known by what nickname? Was it A, PBS Pops? Was it B, BBC Dad? Or was it C, Father News? Oh, I'm going to go with BBC Dad. Yeah, that was BBC Dad. Yes! (laughs) So it begins. All right, John, this one is for you. So I'm down one nothing. You're down one. You're losing right now. Oh, oh, is that what? Okay, yeah, bring it on. Here we go. The K-pop song Gangnam Style satirizes an affluent South Korean neighborhood. In 2012, the song became so popular it charted on the Billboard Hot 100. Oh, right. so much more innocent time. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Which of these is a line from the song roughly translated into English? Oh, no. A, a classy girl who knows how to enjoy a cup of coffee. B, a sophisticated gentleman with his own humidor. Or C, a pet dog with refined taste who eats only filet mignon. Mm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say B. I'm sorry that is incorrect. It's actually <laughs> oh, no. A, a classy girl who knows how to enjoy a cup of coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right. I don't I don't fault you for making that choice because they nope. all sound pretty pretty plausible to me. Honestly, they do. All right, Sunitha. <laughs> this video from 2007 has racked up more than 800 million views on YouTube. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie bit me. What part of his brother's body is baby Charlie biting? Is it A, his ear, B, his butt, C, his finger? I only know this answer (laughs) because of like a sketch troupe that I was in. It's his finger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I I didn't see it at the time, but we like wrote a sketch with that phrase in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But at the time, I didn't know what they were talking about. I just was too... That's the postmodern experience, right? Is now we learn about a thing through the memes and jokes before we actually see the thing. And we might never see the actual thing. (laughs) Yeah, You just see everybody else's takes on it. And what's the difference? (laughs) Last question for you, John. This 2007 video known as Dramatic Chipmunk actually features a prairie dog, not a chipmunk, suddenly turning his head toward the camera. So the question is, what what movie does the music in that clip come from? Is it A, Sunset Boulevard, B, Animal Farm, or C, Young Frankenstein? Yeah, I'm going to rock with uh, Young Frankenstein. You are absolutely correct. That's right. Yeah. There we are. For the record, that is what I would have said as well. 
Well, <laughs> you should have said that before I answered with the correct answer. I mean, I was ready to blurt out Godzilla before I heard the multiple choice. So. <laughs> Great. Are you ready for another game? Yes. Yeah. You're into it? Great. I'm fully awake now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the show does. I'm alert. I am in my prime of this this hour. (laughs) Okay. You're in your prime of this hour. (laughs) Okay. So this game is called You Made This. We're going to ask you multiple choice questions about commonly known things that you may not know were named after people. And John, this first one is for you. Oh, good. A British general in the 1800s spent his own money to make his regiment the best dressed of the service. Their uniforms included these buttoned wool waistcoats that now bear his name. Are they A, blazers, B, cardigans, or C, hammer pants? Mm. Uh, You feel extremely confident about this one. It is B, cardigans. That is correct. How do you know this so with yeah. confidence? I figured I'd just swing for the fences, and if I, uh, yeah, I'm just having an amazing day. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It, so. it was James uh, Brudadel, the seventh Earl of Cardigan, and I say wow. nothing says war like a cardigan to me. The next time I put on a cozy cardigan. <laughs> Terrifying yeah, sweaters. You are always saying that. Militant, yeah. All right, Sunita. In the 1800s, a Belgian-born son of an instrument maker one-upped his dad and created what musical instrument named after himself? Was it A, the cello, <laughs> B, the saxophone, C, the glockenspiel? I'm going to go with glockenspiel, <laughs> and uh, I'm ready for the, like, pie in my face. <laughs> <laughs> no that pies. is a totally reasonable guess. It is actually the saxophone. It was named after Adolf Sax, oh. who coincidentally yeah. shares a November 6th birthday with composer John Philip Sousa, who commissioned the creation of the, the Sousaphone. Sousaphone. Wow. Wow. All right, John. Dr. Joseph Lawrence was so inspired by the work of another doctor who, in 1865, helped reduce the risk of post-surgical infections that when he created his own alcohol-based antiseptic, he named it after him. What is this product known as today? Is it A, peroxide, B, Listerine, or C, Purell? You said Joey <laughs> Lawrence invented this? It's, uh, it's Dr. Yeah, Dr. Joey Lawrence. Whoa, whoa. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to go... <laughs> I guess peroxide. Good, good guess. I'm sorry that is incorrect. What is it? Uh, it's Listerine. I mean, Listerine was used in surgeries and for treating wounds. Now I'm uh, drinking wow. this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sunita. The decibel is a unit that measures sound levels. Who is this measurement named for? A, Ken Kenwood. B, Boris Bose. C, Sonny Sony. D, JCJVC. E, Alexander Graham Bell. Or F, Bell Biv DeVoe. Um, those are all really funny names. I don't remember the letter, but Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> Yes, the only realistic choice in the (laughs) list. You are correct. Named in honor of Alexander Graham Bell, who invented the first practical telephone. Because it's Decibel. Decibel. Right. right. Mm. I love Bell Biv DeBoe. 
thank you so much, Sunita Mani <laughs> and John Reynolds star in the movie Save Yourselves, which is streaming on Hulu. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you kids. for having us. <laughs> Pleasure. After the break, we'll talk to the star of The Closer and the new sitcom, Call Your Mother, Kira Sedgwick. And we'll play a game about goats, the farm kind, and the acronym kind. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. These days, news comes at you fast. But the truth? Getting there takes time. There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet. Embedded is a podcast that takes the time to look beyond the headlines. How how did this happen? How did we get here? With original documentary storytelling. Listen to NPR's Embedded wherever you get your podcasts. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when... That couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. She's an Emmy Award-winning actor. You might know her from her role on the TNT series The Closer. And she's appeared in the films The Edge of Seventeen, Born on the Fourth of July, and Something to Talk About. Her new comedy series, Call Your Mother, is on ABC. Hello, Kira Sedgwick. Hello. So nice to see you. Okay, so I want to start by doing this. We have a clip. Oi. So (laughs) your first professional acting job was on a soap opera another world you were 16 years old yes i was (laughs) you played julia the troubled granddaughter of liz matthews yes indeed and uh this is the clip where your character is introduced for the first time on the show it's a phone call between you and liz matthews played by irene daly let's hear it oh julia we've all been so worried. Are you all right? I'm fine, Grandma. We were so afraid you might be hurt. No. We hadn't heard anything from you. Where are you? I'm with the Deep Six. Where's that? That's not a where. That's a rock group. You haven't heard of them? I can't believe that. Well, maybe. I don't know. There's so many. I can't keep those rock groups straight. <laughs> oh my God! Isn't that amazing? <laughs> So, uh, so that's what you were in high school. Did that, you I know, was. being on a soap opera and having this character to play, did that radically change your high school life? I fell in love with it. Like I was really serious really quickly. I'm much less serious now than I was then, <laughs> but I, then I was 
dead freaking serious. And so I like dove in head first and I got this job and they, they agreed to these crazy terms that we thought for sure they would say no to. Like I had to go to half of my school day every Every, every day that I worked, I had to go to school half the day and then, and then I would be able to be picked up to go to work. But yeah, did it radically change my life? I mean, I always felt like a misfit toy. I think in a way it sort of made me a more of a misfit toy, which is a really weird thing to say because suddenly like you're, you're different than everybody else, yeah. you know, but, but like I said, I was dead serious. <laughs> Yeah, so you were fine with it. No, it's fine, fine with it. it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And post all this in the eighties and nineties, we know you from all these films, including Born on the Fourth of July and Singles and Something to Talk About. But of course, so many of us know you as Brenda Lee Johnson from the television <laughs> series The Closer. The show uh, aired for seven seasons, and it was a police procedural. You played an interrogator who was incredibly good at her job, and she was especially good at closing cases. Yes, she was. Very good. And her kind of catchphrase was, uh, I'm not doing it justice, I'm just saying, but her catchphrase was like, thank you, thank you very much. And can you just talk a little bit about your approach to delivering that line? Because it really says so much about how women are expected to conduct themselves uh, in the world and at work. Yeah, that's so funny. I love that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think the sort of the secret sauce to Brenda, which really was in the writing, was that um, she was a dainty, very feminine woman who was who kicked serious, you know, and was like absolutely incredible, underestimated wherever she went. Yeah. And um and killed people with kindness. And so her thank you, thank you so much was basically her way of saying F you. It was yeah. her way of saying F you. And like bless his heart was a way of saying, you know, that person's <laughs> insane and I want to kill them, you know. So no, but it is, it's so true. It's like we get to be women get to be leaders and they get to get get the like number one on the call sheet or like you know the executive producer job but you've got to do a lot more you have to conduct yourself with a lot of diplomacy you have to make sure not to hurt men's egos which i'm really good at um <laughs> you know and have had to be from the time i was on the soap like so it's like so it is, you know, so Brenda was very, she was a really good uh, role model in that way that she was able to like, you know, kick butt, but like do it with a smile and, you know, heels. Right. And, and also really just be saying thank you. Like, yeah. so gracious. Exactly. If you, just, if you just look to the words on paper, it's all good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She can't be accused of anything. Yeah. <laughs> In a 2010 interview with the New York Times, you said that you always wanted to be in a musical, yes, perhaps yes. a Sondheim musical. Yes. Oh, God, I would never get hired for a Sondheim musical. <laughs> My voice is definitely not good enough for that. Uh, but, but why a musical? Why is that the, the dream? Oh well, I think it would just be so fun. I mean, yeah. I have to say, since then, I understand, like, the difference between someone who likes to sing and somebody who actually can be in a musical. Like, you know, I mean... There's a, I mean, these people are like 
amazing machines and instruments, you know, and, but, um, but yeah, I would love to do a musical because I just feel like it's so transporting for the actors as well as for the, um, as well as for the audience, especially right now. Like, I feel like people are just longing to be back in the theater right now. And, you know, when all the dancing girls, you know, come out and like the music crescendos and, oh my God, you just feel like you just want to jump up out of your seat, you know, in hysteria. Um, and yeah, I would love to do something like that. I think it would just be super, super fun. Like nothing but fun, really. No crying, no like, you know, big dramatic moments, <laughs> which which I don't know if you've heard, but I'm done with those. Like I'm absolutely over it. Like I only want to do comedy, you know. Yeah. So you're, you have a new show out. It is a, it's on ABC. It's a sitcom called Call Your Mother. It's a comedy about an empty nester who has two, two grown kids and uh, something you have in common with this premise because you have two grown kids. Yes. And in the first episode, uh, her name is Jean, and Jean flies from Iowa to L.A. because she hasn't heard back from her son in four days. That's right. Now, I, I have to tell you, I watched this, and I have I've no experience with this, but I was like, four days seems long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay. Like four days. What do you think? How many days would you wait before in real life? <laughs> I lo- I would like to think I would wait at least four days. Sounds right. Four days. Four days sounds, sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, very interesting is that uh, I didn't realize this till a few episodes in that the show is set after the pandemic. That's right. Yeah. Which is. Uh, I mean, the characters acknowledge that it had happened and events that happened during the pandemic. This, I feel like this is very unique. What was it like to go on to set where you, you were in an alternate reality of something that you could say like, well, maybe this is a year in our future. I oh my God. So nice. Yeah. So nice. Is I that mean, what it was? Know. It felt like that? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel, you know, we haven't been able to shoot this in front of a live audience, which is a loss. You know, I feel like, you know, when we get picked up for our second season after this interview, um, <laughs> uh, you know how it works. Yeah, I do. You guys are the most powerful people in Hollywood. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, I hope to be in front of an audience and I feel like it's made for an audience, this world, this sitcom world, you know? Um, And, uh, but other than that, I mean, it's such a gift to be together with colleagues and working and taking off your mask for a very short amount of time, but at least like, you know, imagining life when we're past this. Yeah, it's been great. And laughing. So, Carrie, you and your husband, actor Kevin Bacon, celebrated your 32nd wedding anniversary last September. Congratulations. Thank you. And we looked it up. There's actually no traditional or um, (laughs) modern gift associated with that amount of years, 32 years of marriage. But it seems that the gift that your husband landed on was a uh, goat. A goat. Yes. Yes. Two goats, actually. Two Two goats. goats. Yes. Yes. Pygmy goats. Um, One of them is a misfit toy and doesn't have horns. But it doesn't stop Macon, who we named Macon, Macon Bacon. Um, we, <laughs> Macon, it doesn't stop him from thinking he has horns. Did you want goats? I mean, did you ask for goats? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where Kevin wanted goats. Um, uh, so I didn't know that it was actually happening. And then he said, I got you a, 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 an anniversary present. And my first thought was, 
shoot, I didn't get you an anniversary present. I'm notoriously bad with presents, but we also made a deal that we weren't going to get each other presents. And then he said, well, this is a funny one, you know, whatever, let's see. So he walks me down to the barn and then he, he puts something over my eyes and he's like, okay, don't look. And I walk in and I smell, you know, a lot of poop. And then I open my eyes and the cutest like little pygmy goats are like running to the, scurrying to the corner of the stall because we have horses. And so they, anyway, they were adorable and they are so great and they're so loving and they're so friendly. They're like, they're the kids that you really want to have around all the time. (laughs) (laughs) They think, yeah, they think you are the bee's knees. I mean, these goats are so excited and happy to see us. Yeah. Sounds nice. Okay, perfect. Yes. Uh, oh, so this is a great segue. Would you would you care to play a game? Yes, I I, I would care to. Fantastic, <laughs> because it is about goats. Well, actually, you know, goat goat is also an acronym for greatest of all time. Yeah. Yes. So this game is called Goat Goats. It is about notable <laughs> goats, some Guinness World Records involving goats, uh, and multiple choice questions about them. Okay. All right. According to Guinness, in September 2019, in Florida, 501 humans and 115 goats participated in the world's largest what? Is it A, goat petting zoo, B, Trojan goat, or C, goat yoga class? I would definitely say goat yoga class. Yeah, goat yoga oh, class. Good. <laughs> yeah. Have have you done the yoga with your goats? I have not. It seems a little weirdly privileged. I don't know. Feels a little weird to me. <laughs> You're right. I hadn't thought of that angle, but it does seem pretty privileged. Is to use your goats only for yoga. That seems. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. An Austrian okay. goat named Rasputin currently holds what world record? A, largest distance between horns, B, longest beard, or C, most devilish eyes. Mm. Longest between horns, I'm going to say. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. Oh, my correct. God. Yeah. Amazing. You know that. You're a goat expert. Because I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Because, But I know that's a thing. I know that distance between horns is a thing. Just so you know, Rasputin, the uh, world record holding yes. goat, uh, his horns are about 53 inches apart. Which is almost four and a half feet. That's wow. The, the that tips, I should say the tips of his horns. The tips. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> tips. Oh, okay. That's like, that's. A he good would have caveat. to have a giant head. The for largest head, but, yeah, but the that was that was horns. not. <laughs> he really does have the largest head, but no one was interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, goats named Nanny, Nanko, and Old Whiskers have all lived where? Is it A. Antarctica, B. On the set of The Bachelor, or C. The White House? Um. No, I don't know. I would say Antarctica. I don't know why. Or the White House. Did Did you hear that one? Oh yeah. Weirdly, I heard the White House too. Actually, weirdly, the White House. The White House. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Yes. I'm keeping this shirt after all. It's a lucky shirt. <laughs> is that a new shirt? It's a maybe shirt. I sold the tag. <laughs> is it a velour of some kind? It's velour. Yeah, it I know the texture. very cozy. Yeah, it is kind of cozy. It's kind of mm. cozy. Good Zoom but, shirt. Good Zoom shirt. The whole it pops. Thing. It pops. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln and uh, both Harrisons had pet goats. Benjamin Harrison once chased a runaway goat that was pulling a cart with his grandchild on it. The fun they would have at the White House. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> those White House goats would get uh, up to all sorts of hijinks, I'm sure. And I am sure those goats ate every rose in that rose garden. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Because that's, right. that's what I remember from always oh, yeah. going to petting zoos with uh, when we were kids. That I remember one ate my mother's purse while we were petting it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, they totally do. They, they, they pull on whatever's happening up. You know, yeah, they, they, they want to eat everything. It's really weird. They even eat the wood in their shed. You, you, they're just you, compulsive overeaters is what they are. They're just, they're just trying it out. They're just trying out all the parts of the wood to find the best part. All right. They're smart. A, a goat is among music producer Todd Ray's 2010 Guinness World Record collection of animals that have what in common? A, they can all say thank you. B, they are all seven feet tall or taller. Or C, they all have two heads. They can say thank you. <laughs> I wish that was true. No? I don't, I don't think these goats can say thank you. <laughs> do, do your goats say thank you? Can, no, you well, yeah, but they make really weird noises that sometimes they sound do. like they're actually talking. <laughs> I could totally see it and hear it. Okay, that, maybe right. we have to, we don't know. That might have been the point. Okay, okay this is specific. Right. Wait, so the go other two back options, to the other ones. The other two options are they are seven feet tall or taller. Yeah. Or C, they all have two heads. No, they're seven feet taller, taller. No, they all have two heads. I That's don't like weird. It. Yeah. Mm. He's got the biggest collection of two-headed goats. Great. So, That's something. Yeah. So okay. he had, a, he had apparently he had a lifelong obsession with oddities, and he left the music business to open the Venice Beach Freak Show. And it ran for about a decade until it closed oh in 2017. And I guess he has acquired a lot of two-headed animals. As one does. Wow. The things you learn on Ask Me Another. <laughs> Seriously, it's amazing. <laughs> I'll forget them later, but for now, they're amazing. I expect, oh, I expect you will have trained your goats to say thank you by the next time you are yeah. back on the show. Trust me, when you are at a cocktail party in 2023, that little tidbit is going to come back handy. to you. <laughs> Totally. All right, this is the last question. According to Guinness, in July 1913... A billy goat named Old Doc Yak became the world's first what? A, animated cartoon animal, B, animal elected to public office, or C, animal who learned how to drive a car? Animated. First animated. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. It was a billy goat in striped pants based on a print cartoon. Although we should say that there are several goats who have been elected to positions Uh, such as honorary mayor, that has happened. Uh, And within the past few years, a goat named Lincoln was twice elected honorary mayor of the town of Fairhaven, Vermont, and then was unseated (laughs) in 2020 by a therapy dog named Murphy. Oh, my God. Yeah. You did fantastic. You do so many Thank you. Thank yes. you. And, and we learned more about goats, which it sounds like maybe a goat would be okay in a New York apartment. It sounds like maybe a shed is a better idea. No, because the thing is, is they poop constantly. As you enter, they're so excited, they just start pooping these pellets, just like hundreds of them. <laughs> right. Like just, just, just as a celebration of your arrival. <laughs> That's, That's how you know they like you. That's right. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. You can watch Kira Sedgwick on the ABC comedy Call Your Mother Wednesday Nights. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much. This is lovely. Thank you. <laughs> That's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. 
Our puzzles were written by our staff, along with Carol Lee and senior writers Karen Lurie and Eric Feinstein, with additional material by Ashley Brooke Roberts. Ask Me Another is produced by Travis Larchuk, Nancy Sagehow, James Barber, Ramel Wood, and our intern Sophie Hernandez Simeonithis. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm Haripe Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, you're still listening. Fantastic. So since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We'd love to hear from you, and it also helps others find out about our show. For information about new episodes, bonus videos, and more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks! Next time on Ask Me Another, actor Jesse Tyler Ferguson chats about his time on Modern Family and dishes about his new cookbook, Food Between Friends. Then we challenge him to a game about his home state, New Mexico. Plus, superstores Nico Santos and survivor Zeke Smith return to tell us what they've been up to since May and play some new games. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. This advertisement comes from our paid sponsor, Fundrise. High interest rates mean that real estate assets are available at a discount compared to previous valuations. The Fundrise flagship fund plans to expand its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. Add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio at Fundrise.com slash NPR. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund before investing. Read the prospectus at Fundrise.com slash flagship. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. As a State Farm agent and agency owner, Lakeisha Gaines understands the support small businesses need. Knowing that no business is the same, knowing that we're all impacted by things that are beyond our control, like catastrophes, and hearing and listening and understanding what's important to a business owner, understanding how much is truly affordable and what makes sense at that moment. Because a three-year psychiatrist is going to be very different than a 20-year doctor. And a two-year sign owner is going to be very different than a one-month restaurant owner who's just trying to figure out what's going to be on the menu next month. Those are the things that I think are extremely important that come to my experience as a small business owner. It's me figuring out how to help the people that I live with, how to help the people that I work with, how to help the people that I volunteer with. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.